Good morning, everyone. We are back. It is Coffee with James. Good morning. How you doing? I, for some reason, I'm pumped today, even though last night I had an interesting uh, experience with uh, music. Yeah. You were at the same <laughs> event, but no, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. All right. We have, yeah. this is like, I've been waiting for this, to have this conversation, because it, this is like way out of the box beyond anything I've ever experienced. So do you want to explain or should I explain what happened last weekend? Well, why don't you start? Okay. You tell me your perspective. Okay. So Because you were there. Weekend, I was in it, but you were yeah. there as a viewer. Last weekend, um, it was James's niece's wedding. And the best part, one of the best parts of this wedding, this wedding was completely out of the box of everything. The, yeah. the location, the design, the bride and the groom, the outfits. It was actually super refreshing and it was so much fun and it was just a different experience. I, I loved would, it. I would say it was a Lady Gaga wedding. Like she would have something like that. Yeah. Craziness. Really very intimate, very personal. I mean, every touch was personal to the bride and groom, which was so fun. Um, and then the surprise of all was that James officiated the wedding. That's right. Minister James. Minister James. We now have Minister James. It was, it was just part of the whole different experience. Yeah. So, and I know you told, I saw you like a few weeks before the wedding and you told me you were going to do this and you're like, but I have a problem. I haven't gotten like, what do you call it? Registered? No. <laughs> I don't know. You have uh, to get ordained. Ordained or <laughs> you didn't fill out the online thing. And I was like, literally you're at my house and I was like, you got to get this done. Like, should I go get my computer? Like now? Yeah. And you're, you were freaking out about it and you're like, I haven't done this. I have to do this and like you didn't you didn't you didn't do anything yet yeah it was so a lot of procrastination major procrastination but what was the process for you getting okay then you told you like two days later you're like I did it I got it and then how did you like what what it was even the process to write your speech to prepare yourself like this is not something people do every day. Like you may no, give speeches, you may like you give a thank you speech at a party. When your child is bar mitzvah, you give a speech, but this is completely different. It was different. Look, um, obviously I had three kids that did a bar and bar mitzvah. Yeah. And I've written a bunch of speeches for people who have had bar and bar mitzvah. I don't know if you know that, but like a lot of yeah, these, you're, you know, I've written for a few people that I know. Um, yes, you've told me that. Maybe that's a side gig as well. Um, but writer. you know, those, once you do one or two, and especially because you experienced it and not too long ago, what I find is it's easier for me to tap into that and right. you know have them speak the emotions it's usually the same themes about their kids and whatever right, right? right. and then of course they have some kind of advice right mm -hmm. and their parents and they gave birth to these kids and they you know raised these kids it's different right yes um this situation was very different for me for a few reasons number one um i have to do the uh the whole thing like i have to lead it 
Yeah. You're so like, I lead, they follow. Like the bride and the groom yeah. have to follow, right? You're the MC. Yeah. The second thing is that, as we all know, when we go to weddings, you know, the attention span for people is very short, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. And they don't want to hear all this nonsense that they've heard over and over again in some format or another, which is not really that personal or it's very, what I would say, predictable. Like, you know, the yeah, rabbi I mean, sat- the worst thing is when you go to a wedding and the rabbi or whoever's performing the wedding really doesn't know the couple. Or you know by what he's saying, they've had like that meeting. Exactly. Where they've kind of gotten like the bride and groom tell him what they want him to say. But it's not personal. And I think with this, they chose you because you know them. I, I, listen, I think we have to ask them why they chose me, but um, going into it, my worry was I don't want to be that guy, that rabbi or that guy that is yes. just like so scripted that, oh, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, then I got to do something different. That's one. The second thing is um, I wanted to leave my stamp on it. Like, you know, not that yeah. I want to do this for a career. I don't. But <laughs> I'm thinking, how cool would it be if I do this and people actually, friends, family, say, fuck, like this guy is like really, He's he should have been a talk show host. <laughs> he, no, so. Listen, but I think you do do that. I think you did do that for sure. Um, but did you, uh, one thing that I was thinking is you are setting, like you're setting them up for their married life. Yeah. So like, what are you going to say? Exactly. So then my concern is I don't want to goof off too much because right. it's a serious thing. Yeah. Right. I don't know what to expect from their energy. I don't know what to expect from their guests and the energy yes. in the room because I don't know all their guests. Yeah. And the environment the venue was funky it was very it was cool. i want you to want you let to, me explain i want you to describe it especially when you first saw it at the rehearsal oh like my the god night before uh, yeah so let me explain how it came about okay so the night before first of all i don't know if most of our listeners have experienced this but i guess by now i've been part of a couple rehearsals not mm -hmm. that i've been anything except walking maybe that's right. it the problem is that there are too many chiefs not enough indians it's not organized right <laughs> and there's always some p planner that knows and has done it but people don't want to listen to that and it's you got Correct. all these people walking and you have to tell them okay take one step do this do that and then stop here for the photo right yes so the night before the where you have the rehearsal there is none of that there's no wedding coordinator nothing oh no no it's candace who's the bride right and you know carlos who's going to be the groom he's kind of taking a back seat like okay. he's just you know was candace very specific about how Not she really. wanted the ceremony no no only one area which is people were supposed to carry these fruit baskets or these yes, fruit vegetable things. Bowls. Vegetable, whatever. <laughs> Guys, uh, what I'm telling you is this wedding, I can't even begin to explain to you the ceremony and how different it was. It was... 
I think we atypical. need Candace on to really talk about this wedding yeah. and what she had envisioned yeah. and how you came in to be part of this because she is one of the most creative people I know. Oh, she's... And, and her follow through on her creativity, it's, it's like I've never seen somebody have a vision and make it happen like that in yeah, such a so, creative way. So in the rehearsal, when I go, first of all, the location, it's yeah. this Moroccan style home in the Hollywood Hills. Yes. And the ceremony go is going to be in this atrium mm -hmm. where it's glass all around it. And then what sh they had done is there is a... And it was it, like a it was circular to, shape. Yeah, it's circular room. and it's supposed to be this fountain. Yes. You, so they drained the fountain <laughs> for me and the bride and the groom to be in the fountain. I mean, it's... Anyways, and we're gonna so, post the picture. So it was see, really beautiful, though. It so was when really I see beautiful. this, and then people are sitting 360 degrees. Yes. So I'm in the middle with the bride and the groom, and there's 360 degrees. So I can't see people behind me. Yes. I'm not on a podium. I'm in no, fact you're sunken down. in. <laughs> so people are looking at the top. I mean, it's so. And then. Uh, there is no script. There's like, okay. No, but you had a speech and you tossed it last minute, right? Okay, so I had written something and I practiced it over and over again. And then things, things kept changing. Okay. You know, I can't get into all the details, but they kept changing. Like we want to have the glass break. No, we don't want to do the glass break. Okay. You know, so, so they wanted to incorporate different things different and it things, kept changing. Yeah, and so it kept changing. And whenever you've prepared something, if you don't know exactly what's going on, <laughs> it's <laughs> nerve-wracking. And especially for you, you like to be prepared. You like to know what's going on. Otherwise, you overthink it. And it's I, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to do it justice. And then to, to further complicate it, so anyways, we leave the rehearsal and my head is spinning. I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't even know how to do this thing, right? Yeah. And then the day of the wedding, um, they want me to get there an hour or so before. Okay. It's, it's just like going to a final exam, MCAT, SAT. <laughs> do they call it SAT? So yeah. Yeah. Or, or my bar exam, okay. two hours before the exam and standing around. You know how you get even yes, more anxious, that's right? that's the so anyways, I get there early. Nobody's there except the bride and the groom, but they are hidden. So I'm in this They're house with the servers and like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Oh my right? gosh. And of course, the perfect medicine is there called Mr. T. <laughs> Tequila. <laughs> You started Listen, drinking by I started yourself. having a little bit just to calm tequila. the nerves. Yeah, I was like, maybe this it. works like the movies. You yeah. know, the guy comes home, he's stressed out, <laughs> like take the edge off. <laughs> the problem was I had not had lunch since I had not eaten since like twelve. Oh gosh. And I had the first, you know, 
high-end tequila, you yes. know, I'm thinking I have arrived, you know, I'm just sipping and I look good. And you had the, oh, we got to talk oh, about the outfit. Fuck, that's that's going to be I next. I had it down, oh, right? Shoot. Yes. I had it down, down to my underwear. I'd match that sucker. <laughs> Anyways, so I have the first glass. I feel pretty, I'm like, this is going to be fine, right? Yeah. And then I thought, you know, let's have another one. And this is all before anybody has arrived. Yeah. Oh, God. When I had the second one, I was like, okay, uh, this is good, but is this good for being the officiator? Like, <laughs> like maybe I might skip a beat. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, then 10, 15 minutes before the ceremony, I swear to you, somebody comes and says, the bride would like to see you. That's always bad. Uh oh. I think. Okay. Right? Who wants to see the, you know? Anyway, so I go upstairs and Candace is like anxious. You yeah. know, the, the bride is anxious. And that's when I thought, okay, James, you got to get your shit together. Like, she needed Mr. You to T calm has her to down. leave your body. Like, you, Wait, she called you in to calm her nerves. I have no idea. She was, but I said, Candace, I said, look, we're going to be fine. Even though inside I was thinking, we're screwed. No, but I was thinking, we're going to be fine. It's going to be fine. When I walked down the stairs, I knew this speech is out. Like, it it's not going to work. It didn't apply anymore. Because, I, and the crowd was rowdy. I think from being, you know, being in that room, in that atrium, where everybody was sitting around, the energy was incredible. Everyone was super excited. It was a very intimate, people were like ready for this. They were so happy. I don't know, it was a really good energy. And I think that the, the way the room was set up made it even more exciting. Yeah, so that, they were rowdy. And yeah. now imagine these people have had a few drinks by oh, yeah. then because they've been waiting. Yeah. So when I came down and I looked in the room, I thought, that's it, the speeches, because they're not going to sit there and listen to a beautifully written speech. Like, it's not going to work. No. So now we have to Im improvise. improvise. And so that's what happened. And we're going to, are we going to post it? Can they even hear it? Uh, I think we can post some bits. Yeah. You've got to go back and listen to it and see what you want to. God, I'm It was scared. a great, it was really a great what do you call it, officiating. Um, I think you spoke so nicely about Candace and Carlos and it was short and sweet. It wasn't overly, you know, you didn't overly talk about them. You didn't, it gave a good sense of them as a couple and a good, I think it was a great, beautiful start to their married life. Thank you, really, yeah, really no, nice. I mean, I got, Afterwards, you know, it's it's like exactly like taking an exam, right? Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, maybe this wasn't that bad. You know, when you take... Yeah. But then, you know, I got so much positive feedback that I, I felt actually good. So I turned around to Kathy, here we go again, my wife, and I said, Kat, was that like a train wreck? Like, was I okay? Like, was I all over the place? And she's like, you did pretty good. Now, for Kathy to That's say you did pretty compliment. good because she doesn't give, you know, come. Yeah. 
If she says pretty good, that was good. But then I asked Sophie and Jamie. I was just going to say, what did your kids say? Sophie was like, people are talking. You know, like she was like. Yeah, but that's what people do in a wedding. Yeah. Nobody really pays attention. No, but, but Jamie walked up to me. He was proud. He kind of walked up. He hugged me and he said, you killed it. But he's, he's more thinking like. He knew I was anxious. He knew it. I know. Yeah, I, when I saw you before, I knew you were anxious too. But I think, listen, none of us have ever done that. Ever. It done was, such a thing. Now, here's the thing. This is what I said to myself constantly. And I think this should be one of the takeaways from today's talk. Okay? All of us must get out of our comfort zone. If we want to see what our capabilities are truly yeah and i've heard this from coaches throughout my life like you gotta even in business you gotta get pushed out of your comfort zone yeah to see what you're really capable capable of yeah so when candace and carlos asked me to do this honestly d i have so much going on i'm like you know, I don't even know. Like, Did you think to say, like, no, I can't? No, because I, I just have, as you know, I have a issue with that. Like, I can't. I'm very accommodating. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And then I procrastinated on it. You procrastinated big time. Um, but then, at one point, I tried to kind of fool myself by saying, you know what, Shadow? Maybe you need this. Maybe you need this to show yourself that you can do a lot more with your life. Yeah. Like push yourself, like get uncomfortable. I mean, I think, and especially as we get older, like when you're in school, there are opportunities to do different things, you know, take a different class, meet new friends. There's a lot of opportunities. But as you get older, you really settle into this comfort zone. You fall into your routine. Work is work, home is home, your parent, kids, blah, 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 whatever. But you don't really, you're not really, you know, you don't really come across these opportunities to go outside of your comfort zone, do something new, do something different. And I think we're all capable. I think we're just like working out, right? You can do a lot more than you think. Yeah. Or you give yourself credit for. Um, so... That was kind of the psychology behind it for me. I was like, okay, you know what? You haven't said no. It's been like a couple of weeks. Now these two are relying on you, first of yeah. all. And just do it and try not to screw it up. But anyways, it was very stressful. We had another session that you and I did about feeling sexy. And yes. it depends. And I said it has to do with the outfit. Okay, let's talk about your outfit. Because this was... Okay next level maybe we might have to post well you a tell me well you tell me what you thought of it because i you know okay, what did you, you think you were of? all first of all you're always put together thank to you. perfection thank you okay the suit is tailored right the shoes are great there's always an accessory yes. so not only did you have the ring on the ring <laughs> okay there was a pocket watch <laughs> with the chain attached. I don't even know how, like, what in your vest. Yeah. And then I noticed it and I said, Sharon, what time is it? And you busted out the pocket watch. And I have a picture. This I will post because okay. this just brought the whole outfit together. This was next level. 
but I love that you always do something different. Yeah, I, you know, first of all, the venue was cold. I don't it know if you... It was freezing. Okay. So the night freezing. before I went, and I get cold very easily, yeah. as you know, so I always have scarves and different things yeah. because it's a problem for me. I'm it, always it cold. It was really cold, and they had the doors open all night. It was freezing. So some time ago, I, I went to this store, to this men's store, and they had um, all these fabrics, and I said, look, I get cold. Like what they, oh, sure, we have a cashmere, you know, you can do a yeah. cashmere suit. Of course, you can, <laughs> but I didn't <laughs> Did realize you? that it's, that was a cashmere, 100% cat. yes. I didn't know so, that. So, um, of course, I didn't, it, again, it was one of those things, I got into something and I couldn't get out of it. No. We were so deep into it. So were but, you warm and cozy? Yes. Wow. So... I was wearing a three-piece suit, which is unheard of. Like no man, yeah, men are not wearing does that, that these okay? days. So, and the vest um, uh, has these two pockets, and I decided, you know what? We're going for it anyways. Let's just give it a pocket watch. I like The pocket that. watch was a vintage, is a vintage, I think 1940s, 1930s. I had bought it, it for a chatty cool. years ago. At an antique something. Wow. So um, that and then and the reason why I did that is because of Candace. I knew this wedding is going to be so funky. Yeah. I was like, okay, let me represent. Yeah. And then um, you know the usual. I was just shirt and tie or whatever. But um, yeah, I felt pretty good. It was great. I was like, so were you feeling sexy? Yes. Were you the sexy minister? I felt sexy. I'm mm -hmm. not saying I look sexy, but I felt no, but you it. you felt good. Yes. You felt good. Yeah, because I felt like, you know what? I'm not wearing a tux, but you I'm know. wearing a black suit. I'm, I'm doing this thing justice. You I know? think you did great. I think the look was perfect. The service was great. You did now, good. let's talk about the bride's dress. The bride's okay. dress. Okay, and I mentioned it in my... <coughs> Because it was not talk. your normal. So she was gown. wearing maybe I don't know. You should post it maybe. Like, I have so, to ask her. So she and I called it out. I did a call out on it. Yeah. Okay. So it this, deserved it. Yeah. So this dress was not a white dress. No. Oh. Um, I don't even know how to explain. How do you? How do you? It was. It was like a dark red, with you can't describe it. You have to see it. She had the whole look pulled together. It was like it had this massive collar that yes. stood up yeah. behind her head. And her hair was in this very dramatic updo. Yeah. Her makeup was super simple. She's beautiful. She's yeah. just and simply beautiful. And the dress was a long, slim dress. Yes. No, and she had gloves. No drapey anything. No, no, no. No veil. None of that business. And dramatic, like, opera gloves. Gloves with, like, these massive rings yeah. on it. Um, it and very cool. It was a custom Pierre Cardin. I didn't know it was custom made. I thought she bought Paris. it vintage. No, man. She went and she <coughs> did it right. She went to... I love that. I yeah. think the whole wedding, which I loved, what I loved was that it was them. And it was the music was them, the food was them. And the grooms and the grooms tux. I worked on it with him. We went to that store. How proud are you of that? I was very proud because 
that tux had so much detail in it. Yeah. Even the stitching. Really? Yes. Well, he looked great. And the fabric. I might take it off him. You did good. So yeah. you, you guys, this is a whole new thing. If you need officiating, no, you need please, tux, man, do tux not. consultations. I'm willing to help you with your speech, but I don't know. Okay, so on the lowdown, he is a speech writer. And I said I want to do circumcisions as oh, a gosh. hobby. <laughs> no. I said that in the... Forget it. No. Listen, I want to do adult circumcisions. And just as a hobby. Because some of us... That you can do Maybe you can the do first go-around didn't go very smooth. <laughs> Gentlemen, you can have corrective surgery. This Ladies, is, if you, know, you have a husband that needs corrective... <laughs> You know, we talked about like daddy makeover consultations like, and being consultants. This is like a new level of consulting for you. So, yeah, go ahead. I love that you went out of the box. I think it's great. I think you did amazing. Keep going. Keep moving. Keep doing. If I had my cowboy hat, I would have done okay. the hat <clears throat> and the suit like a black hat, just like Yellowstone. Okay, the cowboy hat's going to happen. We're going to go. We, we have a date. promised We're each going. other. We're yeah, going. We have a date. Yeah, yeah. We're going. So that's coming up. Um, what else? What else? I think that's it. This was, this was a good yeah. reminder. Get Minister out of your James. comfort. Yeah. Minister I think the takeaway from, from us just talking about the wedding and all that is my takeaway, really, my true experience was, you know, you never know how much more you have and how much more you can give of yourself yeah. unless you get out of your comfort zone. And probably it will start with an ask. Somebody has to ask you to do something because I would have never, ever, I, it wasn't even on my radar, like doing officiating. Like I didn't even know what the word was. When she told me, I was like, okay. And she's like, do you know what that is? I thought that means that like you're going to walk first or something. Oh. I said, no. And then she said, well, you're going to do the ceremony. And I said, I don't know, you know. I think you so, did it. You did great. Would you ever officiate a wedding? I don't know. Who knows? Why not? I'm no rabbi. But if somebody wanted like a civil ceremony... Why not? Why not? I think it's going to be, there's going to be a trend because these people did their ketubah signing yeah. a few days before. Yeah. And then, you know, they just wanted somebody. Let's see. Okay. I don't know. Never say never. Never say never. Anyways. All right. Guys, thank you. This was all about Minister James. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.